Welcome to Rebecca's Renaissance, the podcast. Welcome to a new episode of Rebecca's Renaissance. Today, we're going to be talking about inflammation a bit. Inflammation is something we've all heard of because when you get injured, inflammation is the body's natural response to sort of cushion and heal and allow space for that injury to recover. I've had a lot of conversations recently that were sort of tied to this topic. For those of you who don't know me or are not connected with me on social media, I have years old knee injuries and one in particular has been flaring up recently. So that's sort of been a conversation that I've been discussing with friends. So basically this week, I was very active for a few days in a row doing yard work, gardening, kind of the run of the mill stuff and started to notice my knee feeling a little swollen inside, just kind of pressure and not really soreness, just, I don't know, a kind of a fatigue in my knee. And so I was planning a walk last night with a friend of mine that included a very big hill. And I kind of reached out to him at the last minute and said, hey, let's alter this plan. Let's do a flat surface with a paved path. I I want to take it easy on this knee. When we started walking, I noticed that my hips were also a bit stiff and sore, which didn't really make sense because that's not typically an issue for me. And of course, as we walked, it sort of worked its way out. For those of you who don't know, motion is lotion for the joints. It does actually help lubricate your joints and get things moving a little easier. So that did calm down, but it still just didn't quite feel right. So this morning I was thinking about my food diary for the past couple of days. And I thought, you know, I've had a lot of sugar and carbs the past couple of days, especially carbs. And so I mentioned this to him and I said, gosh, I wonder if all the carbs I've been eating are the reason that I was feeling that way. He said, does diet affect inflammation? To which I replied, of course it does. Diet affects everything. So I pulled up some resources and I wanted to provide some information about inflammation because again, inflammation is totally normal. Typically when we have an injury, what we're told is take some non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, take some Advil, take some Tylenol, But really, you may not want to squash the inflammation response in your body. So I have a resource for you guys about inflammation and what it is, and also why you should pay attention to it. So again, it's a naturally occurring process in your body. Think of it as like the emergency responder. So you have some sort of injury or aggravation, and inflammation is the body's response. It triggers hormones and chemicals and healing. Okay, but it is also affected by your health, your habits and your diet. So it naturally follows that you can actually improve your body's inflammatory response through your health and your habits and your diet. So according to Cleveland Clinic, here are some things that you can do right now. And note, we will be talking about a lot of these topics in future podcast episodes, but I want you to have this information right away. So these are things that Cleveland Clinic says you can do right now to help improve inflammation in your body. First, get enough sleep. Go to bed a little earlier, sleep a little later, take some melatonin, you know, start looking into what will help you sleep better. Next, exercise regularly. I want to stress this to you because I'm coming to you from a world of obesity and and weight issues. So I'm with you if you're thinking I can't exercise that much. All I want you to do is to exercise every day and 
seek to increase that exercise over time. Don't kill yourself, don't hurt yourself, but get active. Next, there are certain supplements that can actually improve inflammation within your body. And so again, I have a link to an article for that for you. You'll find that in the comments section. You can also go out to my Rebecca's Renaissance blog page at rebeccasren.wordpress.com. The next thing, quit smoking. I, I'm actually, please stop smoking. <laughs> it's terrible. Next, obesity itself may affect inflammation and certainly a diet that leads to or perpetuates obesity is definitely going to affect inflammation. So lose weight. Slowly but surely is fine. Whatever you can do. Learn better ways to cope with stress. This is a hot topic these days, and you can find resources all over the place, but this is something very close to my heart, and we will talk about it soon, I promise. And then, of course, getting back to the dietary thing, eat healthier. Now, I have a couple of different resources for this that I'm going to borrow from so that I can share some information with you right now. I will also provide links to those resources so that you can do a little bit of your own research and and read more about it. Uh, But the first thing I want to talk about Our foods to avoid, there are certain types of foods, certain things that actually do cause or uh, exacerbate inflammation, and you want to do what you can to just avoid those foods, all right? So here's a list of things, and just don't turn us off, okay? Because after this, I'm going to talk about foods that you can eat that are delicious that actually reduce inflammation. So bear with me, but if you can, cut out or cut down on, first of all, sugar and high fructose corn syrup. So this is table sugar, uh, also known as sucrose, um, certainly high fructose corn syrup, um, those types of things. And I have an article that tells you all the reasons they're awful for you. Uh, Foods high in added sugar typically include candy, chocolate, soft drinks, cakes, cookies, donuts, sweet pastries. And then there are certain cereals, probably your favorite ones, um, that are just really high in these things. Now, how can you find them? Well, Labeling on foods is actually helping us out. Gradually, we are receiving more information on labels in terms of added sugars versus naturally occurring sugars. So if you can pay attention to grams of added sugars in your foods, that would be great. You'll also see these things listed in the ingredients. Next, trans fats. Um, I don't know how many of you remember back in the 80s or 90s when a low-fat diet was kind of the fad. As it turns out, there are good fats and bad fats. Trans fats are the worst, and you want to avoid them completely if you can. Foods that are high in trans fats are really any fried fast food, um, certain varieties of popcorn, microwave popcorn, uh, certain margarines and shortenings, and definitely packaged cakes, cookies, pastries, really all processed foods that list partially hydrogenated vegetable oil on the label. So again, hydrogenated oil, trans fat equals terrible for you. Then... Some vegetable oils and seed oils. This is something you may not realize, but there are actually kinds of oils such as soybean oil that promote inflammation uh, because they're very high in omega-6. And omega-6 is, again, something that's pretty good for you, but when you get too much of it, it's bad, bad, bad. So vegetable and seed oils are used as cooking oils and another major ingredient in many processed foods. So if you're opening a package... Uh, to get to your cake or your cookie or whatever, your crackers, it's probably a bad deal. Refined carbohydrates. Now, carbs are not inherently bad. There are better carbs and not-so-great carbs. 
Refined carbohydrates are not that great. These are the ones that are a problem. They've had most or all of their fiber removed, and it just doesn't take your body a lot to digest them. And so they actually jack up your blood sugar. Um, they are not good for your gut bacteria growth. There are just a number of reasons why it's, it's not good. So where to find these? Refined carbohydrates are found in candy, bread, pastas, pastries, certain cereals, cookies, cakes, sugary soft drinks, and again, all processed foods that contain added sugar or flour. This next one, one of my tougher ones because I love rum. Excessive alcohol can increase your inflammatory response. So avoid alcohol-related health problems by limiting your drinks to two standard drinks per day for men and one for women. I want to reiterate that this says two standard drinks. So pouring yourself a double tall Captain and Diet Coke, that's not a standard drink. We're talking about one shot, one cocktail, one beer, etc. So look into that too. Make sure that you're keeping those those servings in check. Then, or last, I should say, processed meat. So again, meat is not bad for you, okay? But consuming processed meat can increase your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and then certain kinds of cancer, the ones that are the bad ones, quite honestly. Common types of processed meats include all of your favorite breakfast meats like sausage, bacon, ham, and then meats that are smoked or jerky, things like that. So if you can steer clear of processed meats, you are going to be better off for it. Hopefully you're still listening because I know that that's a list of foods that can be hard to give up. I think one of the best approaches to that is to cut down gradually. If you're eating, you know, five of these items a day, cut down to four. Just eliminate one of them. Do that for a couple days or a couple weeks or whatever time it takes you. Uh, My goal in this entire podcast and all of my projects is just to help you work toward continual improvement. So start by eliminating one thing a day or one thing a week, and then make sure that you continue to improve and eliminate more. For me, that does mean putting reminders in my phone or on my calendar, um, because I just kind of, I'm always working to improve things and I kind of lose track, quite honestly. So Um, I just keep track of what I've started so that I can finish it. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Now we have 13 of the most anti-inflammatory foods you can possibly eat. And I promise you almost all of them are fantastic, at least in my opinion. Some of these I don't like so much, but the rest I do. So berries. Berries are packed with fiber, vitamins, and minerals. There are dozens of varieties. The most common, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries, Please eat berries. They are number one on the list for a reason. Next, fatty fish. This is a great source of protein and then the right kinds of omega-3 fatty acids. So get out there, eat some salmon, eat some sardines, herring, mackerel, anchovies, eat some dang fatty fish. Next, I always love that this vegetable tops so many lists because as I've gotten to be an adult, I have fallen deeply and madly in love with broccoli along with uh, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and kale. These are all related vegetables, and they can decrease your heart disease and risks of cancer. They also have antioxidants and are anti-inflammatory. Please eat some broccoli. Next, oh, yummy, yummy, yummy avocados. Uh, Don't sit down and eat an avocado. That's not how you're going to enjoy it. 
If you have never tried an avocado, ask a friend to, to explain it to you, okay? They can be a little tricky to cut. They're a little different. I don't want you to hurt yourself. But also just add them with something or start with some guacamole. But um, man, avocados are a superfood and they are worth it. They have loads of good nutrients. They have a lot of fiber. They have a lot of good fats and they're just wonderful. So get out there, get yourself an avocado. Green tea, really one of the healthiest beverages you can drink. Reduces your risk of heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, obesity, and all other conditions, all of these because of its antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. So check out some green tea. Next, definitely not my favorite, peppers. Bell peppers and chili peppers are loaded with vitamin C and antioxidants, and they have powerful anti-inflammatory effects according to Healthline. I guess if you want to eat peppers, go for it. I personally will stick with some other things on this list instead. Next, number seven, mushrooms. There are thousands of mushroom varieties worldwide. The ones that are kind of edible and grown commercially include truffles, portobello mushrooms, and shiitakes. And they just have a lot of vitamins in them, including like B vitamins. B vitamins are one of my favorite groups of vitamins. Now you know what kind of nerd I am. I have a favorite group of vitamins. So (laughs) welcome to Rebecca's world here. There's also a note in this article from Healthline that it might be best to eat them raw or just lightly cooked because, of course, a lot of times with vegetables, the more you cook them, you sort of cook out the nutrients. So check into that. Okay, next, one of my favorites, grapes. Who knew grapes could reduce inflammation? I'm so excited. I just bought some grapes this week and ate them, and they were delicious. It does not specify whether it should be red grapes, green grapes, whatever, so grapes. Turmeric is a spice. It has a strong, different kind of flavor, and it's often used in like curries and things like that. You might also have heard of curcumin, which is an anti-inflammatory nutrient. Sometimes you can take it as a supplement and that sort of thing, something you could check into probably at a health food store. There is also a note here that eating black pepper with turmeric can significantly enhance the absorption of the curcumin. So that's a good tip. Next, extra virgin olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil is one of the healthiest fats you can eat. That's great news, right? Because you can cook with it. You can just kind of sprinkle it on stuff and add a little seasoning. You can make dressings out of it. It is fantastic. It has anti-inflammatory benefits and can reduce your risk of all sorts of health conditions and serious illnesses. Okay, I'm going to skip number 11 and come back to it. I promise I'll come back to it. Number 12, tomatoes. Who knew that tomatoes had vitamin C, potassium, lycopene, and that's an antioxidant, actually, that is impressively anti-inflammatory. And also just they're delicious. You can do so many things with them. Tomatoes, please eat them. Next, cherries. Cherries are, again, another one on this list that I'm not that fond of. And I really only like cherries when they have a ton of sugar on them. So that sort of defeats purpose, right? But Cherries are delicious, rich in antioxidants, and fight inflammation. Apparently, tart cherries have been studied more than other varieties, but sweet cherries do also provide a lot of anti-inflammatory benefits. Now I want to get back to number 11, which was my favorite, my absolute favorite, dark chocolate and cocoa. Dark chocolate is delicious, it is rich, it is satisfying, and it is packed with antioxidants that reduce inflammation. Hello, it's like a superfood, basically. I can eat chocolate and I can be reducing my risk 
of all these diseases. I can be improving the inflammatory response in my body and causing less pain in my knees and hips when I go walking with my friend. That's amazing. I love this. Okay, so I will post a link to this article, The 13 Anti-Inflammatory Foods You Should Eat. And I hope that you will start to incorporate these into your diet or add more of them because they are fantastic. So if there's some kind of an emergency and an EMT or a fire department responds, that's kind of what inflammation does within your body to help, to uh, you know, come to the aid, address the situation, go help out. But you can't have that kind of response 24-7. So I don't know how else to stress to you the seriousness of inflammation. By not addressing this, we are actually causing ourselves to feel worse, to be sicker long-term, to develop diseases that may kill us. This is an important topic. And so if all you have to do is cut out a couple of trans fats and eat some more cherries, I don't know, I, I think it's worth it, you guys. I think it's worth it. So I hope that this has been informational. I certainly welcome any positive comments or questions that you have, as well as any informed sharing that you want to provide, because I think that that's really a great way for us to build a community, to continue to learn and grow in this. Um, And as I mentioned, links will be provided in the comments and at my site, rebeccasren.wordpress.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, be well.